Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Uh, we are going to be talking about um, what uh, the Australian live entertainment sector has been calling for. They've been calling for it for some, not, some time, but they've actually upped the ante for it now. Um, basically, they are chasing a business interruption fund or a BIF, um, which, uh, you know, to break it down, is essentially an insurance system provided by government to event holders and organizers in the, you know, the, these extraordinary times to ensure that if uh, a shutdown or a lockdown is to occur unexpectedly, much like what we saw in Victoria, much like what we thought we were going to see in Adelaide, thankfully mm. didn't happen, uh, then the, the, the event holders that have to suddenly cancel their events don't go bankrupt. They're covered by a kind of government scheme. Yeah, and this sort of goes back to a music news that we spoke about, I reckon, three or four months ago. We're talking about how music festivals, they don't have any protections. No. And they they yeah. weren't insured for global pandemics. They weren't insured for these sorts of shutdowns. And so, now, now they cannot insure for them. That's the thing. So there yeah. used to be a pandemic insurance available. Of course, the majority of them, except Blues Fest, were the smart people. Um, only because there was a bout of gastro in Byron Bay at the time <laughs> did they did they do that kind of infectious thingy insurance and they were covered. No one else did. And so, of course, when you cancel that, you have to still pay people and you have to refund tickets and you invest a lot of money into an event that's not going to happen. So you lose heaps. Yeah, and obviously no insurers are going to insure people for a pandemic now. I mean, that's like, it's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, no. And so obviously, yeah, they've just pulled the rug out and no one can really get pandemic insurance. Even if you wanted to pay for it, I don't think insurers are even offering it because they know that the chance of them paying out typically um, is so high. Um, but, you know, maybe one day we'll do an insurance special. <laughs> Bastards. But essentially, <laughs> essentially what this is, it's to try and add a layer of protection. Yes, exactly. And so this argument has been made consistently since the darkest days of COVID-19. Um, and, you know, in what is a depressingly familiar tale, this is already available to the film industry. They get this. So the government has, without really needing to be asked much, provided a business interruption fund to the film industry, as they should have, because... Of course, if you're filming a huge movie and then all of a sudden there's an outbreak in the town or city that you're doing that, you've still got to pay for the accommodation of the actors. You've got to pay all the overheads. You have to just hold out. So they're covering film. Um, but Live Performance Australia um, has kind of formalized this request. They're really up in the ante um, because as we move into 2021 summer, festivals are trying to get back on the road and they want to do so with a bit more certainty. Yeah, well, like, like you just said, and like what we mentioned last week, Peking Duck, how they were having not having a go at football, but just saying, why is it always double standards when it comes to music? Same thing. We're not having a go at the film industry. Like, absolutely, they should have these protections in place, but music should as well. Yeah. And live performance and everything else that goes about it. So the fact that they are pushing for it is, I'd say, promising. Yeah. As long as the government are willing to... You know, hey, look, we did this for film. Let's do it for music as well. Yeah, well, you hope so. And they've they've gone like you know, Live Formers Australia have actually developed like an, a a framework for this. They've modelled it off a similar plan, um, obviously for the film industry that the federal government had. So it's quite similar. Um, and basically, you know, the the to put it more formally, 
the the BIF would provide indem indem indemnification for co- I told you I was going to be serious. I can't read the word for costs of uh, if a live event is cancelled, postponed, or negatively affected. Should government apply further restrictions or keep them in place for longer than expected? Um, and within that, promoters, theatre producers um, that are impacted by a range of COVID scenarios are going to be covered for costs or losses that stem from that. Um, now. In the way they've got it drawn up right now, the level of support is going to be capped and participants um, are going to be required to pay a fee based on percentage of level coverage required. So you're still paying essentially for insurance policy. Yeah. I just question, did the film industry have the same capping and the same you have to pay for this? Well, yeah, we have to find out. I I sincerely hope so because, I mean, uh, if it's modelled off theirs, we hope that it's a level playing field. Um, But, you know, like Live Forms Australia have really stepped up and actually done the work for the government. This is how it could work. This is what you could be doing. Can you please just do it so that we can, you know, sort it out and get things happening again? So they're like the nerdy kid doing the homework for for the main big guy. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I've done your homework for you. Just submit it. Just just change it up a little bit. And yeah. the government are going, oh, thanks, five bucks. thanks for doing the homework. We, we may give you a mention when we pass it. Or- oh, yeah. Well, once we get all through the other infrastructure projects and down to the arts, <laughs> yeah. we'll have a look. Um, but yeah, this initiative, they've been pushing it. They've shared it around the country at state levels too because, uh, I forgot to mention this, Western Australia does have one in place. So Western Australia, WA, they're the good guys. Um, they have put in place a business interruption fund for music events, presumably because they were able to get them back up and running again sooner. Like they have had genuine festivals there and they've had proper gigs as we've learned. WA are on top of it. Yeah. They're doing so well. Yeah. We spoke to psychedelic porn crumpets and Jack was like, oh yeah, pretty sweet, eh? We're just playing gigs and yeah. everyone's jumping around. And Same with uh, Dulcie. Yep. As well. She was like, yeah, we played at a festival of the weekend. It was fun. It's like, wow. Yeah. So, Can't even get a gig up here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're getting We're there. just at a sit-down period, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically, that's kind of where it's at. And, I mean, when you put it that way, it's like the, this is an insurance for government, really, because if they're putting this scheme together, they are agreeing to cover the costs of potentially cancelled events. The money that would be brought to the economy of a regional area, because a lot of festivals are in regional areas or, you know, more urban areas where they're having these festivals, the amount of money, revenue that would generate, the jobs that it would create uh, in having people actually able to put on these events with confidence and not like a watered down, scaled back, we won't pay you to the last minute thing and we're only selling a limited amount of tickets. You know, that's kind of the two options we're looking at. We're looking at somewhat normal festivals or we're looking at, we are so scared of going bankrupt if this if mm. COVID breaks out in the next three weeks. We're just going to put on as cheaply an uh, event as possible. So of course it's less staff, it's less of an event, there's less tickets, less money spent. So the the, the money that this would generate, it's kind of a no brainer. And as well for the experience as well, like you said, there's less staff. It's not going to be as smooth of a festival experience. It's not going to be as enjoyable no because you're going to have other long queues to get in because there's less staff manning the gates it's either going to be longer periods between acts because there's less you know backroom staff either working to set up the stage or working on the the pa and the lighting and everything else that goes on so the the closer we can get to normality in these festivals the closer we can get to 100 percent it's certainly at least in the staff aspect as well if we're yeah, 100% yeah, staff yeah. and 50 or 75% patrons 
that that that's a good way to run it. But having this sort of like the as they're calling it the business interruption fund, just this this insurance just sitting there. It, it it's nice. It'll be nice for the festivals to be like, okay, look, we can try and push the envelope a little more. We can get a hundred percent staff. We can push for a hundred percent capacity for the fans and the patrons. And if we do need to shut down, we're not going to go bankrupt and lose all of our money. Yeah, there's a safety net for them. And they are paying for the service. So, you know, we've seen the government throw a whole lot of money at a whole lot of industries. That definitely deserved it. But it's time we got a bit more of a fair go for the music industry, which is what we've been calling for for a while. Because um, data published by Live Performance Australia has uh, said that the crisis has caused an estimated $24 billion of lost economic output and almost $11 billion in lost industry value. Live performances in Australia have shed almost 80,000 jobs, which is two-thirds of the workforce. So this is definitely an industry um, and an area that needs support. If you're listening to this show, you probably love Australian music, so you don't need me to tell you why we want to be back at festivals too. I mean, for for the country's sake and for the citizens and for, you know, for, for all of those great reasons. So hopefully something can be worked out here. Kudos to Live Performance Australia for, for putting in the hard yards and getting something happening. Let's hope that governments follow.